Welcome to a Medicare Moment with Martha. What do Tom Hanks, Kenny G, Larry Bird, and Gina Davis have in common? They are all turning 65 this year, joining other celebrities who have hit that milestone. They have money, fortune, and fame, but may not qualify for Medicare. To qualify based on age, you must be 65, have worked for 10 years, and contributed to Social Security. You don't qualify on earnings alone or because you won an Emmy or an Academy Award. Medicare is a valuable benefit that provides health care coverage once you qualify. Health care costs can drain resources quickly if you don't have health insurance. The right Medicare plan can save you money, so you must choose wisely. So whether it's you, auntie, uncle, mom or dad, tune in as we examine the world of Medicare. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to a Medicare moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Klopin, and I want to thank you so much for listening today. Today, we will be covering a topic that you don't see covered too often because it does not apply to everyone on the Medicare journey, but it does apply to some people. And guess what? These are the calls that I received this week. I recall, I recall, I received calls from people who were asking me about something called an LEP. LEP stands for a late enrollment penalty. So for this week's show, we're going to talk about the late enrollment penalty, what it is, what you need to do, and how to make sure you check to, to follow up to make sure everything is done well so you don't incur any penalties. So I'm just going to start by just reading a letter that someone received and they sent it to me and I'll start there. So this gentleman received a letter from, let's see where it's from. It's from a very, very official sounding Department of Health and Gee, I can't even read. <laughs> Department of Health and Human Resources, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And it's from the actual Medicare prescription drug company that he signed up with. Uh, this gentleman signed up with a standalone Medicare Part D plan. Sometimes when people move over to Medicare, they're going to use their original Medicare Part A and B that's the red, white, and blue card that you get. And because it does not include, does not include prescription drug coverage when you pick up medications from the pharmacy, that's why if you're going to use that method of getting your Medicare, you need the separate standalone Part D drug plan. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this gentleman's letter says, Medicare's records show that you may owe a late enrollment penalty, LEP, on your monthly yada, yada, yada prescription drug premium plan. So again, a person, maybe they, you know, turned 65 a few years ago, but they were still working. They had coverage from an employer with 20 or more employees. So instead of picking up their Medicare at that time, they decided to delay and now they have retired from their job. They no longer will have employer coverage. So since they are 
68 years old, this individual needed to go ahead and pick up his Medicare Part B. And then because he decided to get his Medicare by using original Medicare Part A and B, he also needed to pick up this standalone Part D, Medicare Part D, Rx plan. So he did all that. And then part of his welcoming <laughs> uh, information, he gets this letter about a late enrollment penalty. So what is an LEP and why would a person owe it? That's right on the form letter he received. So it says it's a penalty. You heard me right. It's a penalty. Medicare applies to prescription drug plan premiums. If you went at least 63 days without prescription drug coverage that met Medicare's minimum standards, also called credible coverage, the penalty is added to a premium if you did not have coverage. In this letter, is telling this individual that it appears he did not have coverage from March 1st, 2020 through March 31st of 2022. So there you have it. If you do not pick up Medicare Part D plan within 63 days of losing an employer plan that's considered credible for the drug portion, then you could possibly incur a penalty. And when do you find out about this penalty? Not until it's time for you to sign up for a Medicare RX drug plan. So that's why it's so foreign to people because the only way you know is when you actually apply for a Medicare RX prescription drug plan and then you'll get a letter from the company that you signed up with letting you know that Medicare is indicating that you may owe this penalty. So is there any way to avoid the penalty? Of course, that's the first question anybody would have. So in this letter, it says the only way to avoid the LEP, late enrollment penalty, is if you can show us that you did not have prescription drug coverage during the time listed above. Let us know about your coverage by contacting us no later than, in this particular case, April 6, 2022. 2022. Now, they give a couple different ways that you can uh, communicate with them. Uh, they have a mailing address. So it says complete the enclosed form and return it to us. And it gives an address in Utah for this specific uh, Medicare drug plan. So that address would vary based upon which drug plan you pick up. So for this particular drug plan, who I intentionally am not saying the name, uh, this uh, uh, company's headquarters is located in Salt Lake City, Utah. So you do have the option of mailing the form in, and you also have the option of calling the customer service department and talking to them by phone. So what I did today, um, actually with uh, this, actually this gentleman, is I actually made the phone call with him because he had never heard of attestation. He had never heard of a late enrollment penalty. And sometimes if you're talking about information that you really don't know a lot about, you don't know the jargon, you know, you can get tongue tied. So I offered to make the phone call with him. So I introduced myself and I said, hello, I'm Martha. I'm helping someone today who received a letter about a late enrollment penalty. Uh, this gentleman wishes to uh, do his attestation by telephone, letting you know that he had coverage, employer coverage considered credible from 
the years that you want to charge him a penalty for. So the person said, okay, great. You go away, Martha. I'll take care of him now. And that's what happened. So he was able to uh, let the customer service folks know that he should not incur this late enrollment penalty because he had coverage continuously from the age of 65 to the age of 68 with no break in coverage. So she took the information, recorded it, and she said, what we do here at the private insurance company is we'll send that information up to uh, Medicare. And then Medicare will you know, make the updates and then this individual will avoid that late enrollment penalty. Now we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about what exactly would that penalty have been for this gentleman if he one did not return the letter or make a phone call or reason number two if it turns out he did not have credible coverage uh, during the time in question. We'll be back in a moment. Hello again, you are listening to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Clopin, and thank you so much for listening today. We are talking about Medicare's late enrollment penalty. Now that late enrollment penalty doesn't apply to everyone. Uh, Most of the people who receive this particular communication from a Medicare uh, RX plan are people who have worked beyond the age of 65 And when it does come time for them to enroll into Medicare with a prescription drug plan or a standalone drug plan, if Medicare's records do not show they previously had coverage between the age of 65 and the age that they decide to sign up for this plan, then Medicare will incur a penalty on this account. So this individual, I get this question a lot, people say, Martha, I picked up a zero premium plan, but I keep getting a notice for $3.80 or something like that. So I help them look into it, and it turns out that they have this late enrollment penalty. Why did they have this late enrollment penalty? Well, it could be for one of two reasons. Reason number one, when you lose your employer coverage, uh, you do not, uh, uh, you, you do not, <laughs> when you lose your employer coverage, you do need to pick up a Medicare prescription drug coverage plan if you have no other credible coverage. Um, even if you don't take any medications, a lot of people say, Martha, but I didn't take any medication, so why should I pick up the drug plan? I got my Medicare Part A, my Medicare Part B, and I don't need that drug plan. Well, you may not need it, but Medicare rules say if you are without credible prescription drug coverage for 63 days, then when it when you do decide to enroll in a Medicare Part D plan, they will levy this penalty. The penalty is based on the monthly premium of a Part D plan. I think it's about $32 uh, in 2022. So they take a percentage of that, 1%, and for every month that you could have enrolled but did not enroll into a Medicare Part D RX plan after the age of 65, you know, 63 days went by. I don't know. Why is it 63 days and not 62 days or 61 days or 60 days? 
I don't make the rules. I just try my best to report them. <laughs> but if you went without coverage for 63 days, then you would be subject to this penalty. Now, I know somebody's going to, you know, call me and say, Martha, I had employer coverage. Do I have to pay the penalty? No. <laughs> if you had employer coverage from the age of 65 until you sign up, the day you sign up for that Medicare uh, RX plan, you are in the clear. Just like the gentleman who I worked with today to call the insurance company, uh, he, you know, we got the customer service person on the line. He had to give his member ID number. He had to, of course, confirm his birth date, his address, so that they can verify who he is. And he was able to do what's called a verbal attestation. Now, I did want him to do the verbal one, but there's also a form that he received. And I said, I want you to complete the form and also return that to uh, your insurance company. And I said, please send it with return receipt, either priority mail or some other way of re uh, return receipt so you can prove that you sent it. But he said what was really, really confusing to him is he read the letter, he understood late enrollment penalty, he understood he needs to do something to avoid it, but the written portion of what you have to complete, the heading of this correspondence is declaration of prior prescription drug coverage. Did you get that? <laughs> the description of the second page of this letter is declaration of prior prescription drug coverage. Now, this is what confused him. Right now, today, he's still covered under his employer plan. He's retiring at the end of the year, but because the form, the letter says, you need to declare prior prescription drug coverage. He was not, do you get that? He wasn't lining up that, you know, they were talking about the coverage that he has in place now because it says prior. So in his mind, prior means something he may have had prior. So his question is prior to what? <laughs> so I explained to him that even though his plan is starting his Medicare Part D plan that he had to enroll in this month, so it would be effective April 1st, I helped him understand that what they're talking about is his existing prescription drug coverage. So he needed to just uh, check the box that says uh, type of credible coverage. And it says employer or union or the Federal Employees Health Benefits Program. So I also needed to just help him see the word employer because employer or union or federal, he wasn't exactly sure if that was the option that he needed to select. So I did help him uh, understand that he has to check that one. So it actually says, please use this form to tell us when you had credible prescription drug coverage. Credible prescription drug coverage is coverage that meets Medicare's minimum standards. Be sure to check every box that is true for you and complete the entire form. So guess what? We're gonna go through this entire form so you can know why it was a little bit confusing. So uh, under type of credible coverage, I told him to check off employer. And then it says, when did you have this coverage? The start date and the end date. So in his case, he'd been with the company 20 years. So he just went back, you know, 20 years and put down the date the coverage started and the end date, which it hasn't ended. So he left that blank. So that would be good. But then because it says, please be sure to check every box that is true for you and complete the entire form, there's another box if you have Medicaid. 
Some people get the word Medicaid and Medicare a little bit confused. So he thought he needed to check that because he thought it said Medicare, even though it says Medicaid. So Medicare is the program that every from the very first job you have, even if it was a paper boy, which or a paper person, excuse me. I don't even think they have that anymore, but <laughs> from your very first job, if taxes were withheld for Social Security and Medicare, when it comes time for Medicare, this is a program that you have fully paid for. So it's not something that's being provided to you. Um, you know, you paid for this. However, Medicaid is a very wonderful program. We call it in my, you know, the business, a safety net program. And it's for people whose income may be at or below the federal poverty level. They need help with insurance so they can get, if they qualify, Medicaid. So he should not be checking off the Medicaid box. <laughs> uh, then it was uh, a box that says, do you have VA insurance? TRICARE insurance, Medigap insurance, Indian Health Service Tribal Insurance, Program of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. Then it has a box for other, and then it has a box for I had extra help from Medicare. A lot of people don't even know what those different options mean. So I was so glad that he called me so I could just help him, you know, right from the start, select the correct box and put in the correct dates sign it, mail it, and it's on the way. So not only did he call the insurance company to do his declaration of prior prescription drug coverage, also known as attestation, self-attestation. Uh, there's no other proof you have to provide, just complete the forms they give you. So as a result of that, he should avoid the late enrollment penalty. So when we come back, we're going to continue this very, very lively discussion about Medicare. But right now we're going to take a station break. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to a Medicare moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Clopin, and so delighted to be back with you talking about, I hope also your favorite subject now, Medicare. <laughs> I bet you didn't know there were so many twists and turns when it comes to the Medicare journey, but there are many twists and turns. I get so many calls. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I love it. And, and usually the call sort of starts out, oh, gee, Martha, I don't want to bother you. Oh, I know you must be so busy. And I say, no, no, bother me, bother me, bother me. I love Medicare and I love getting questions because sometimes I get a question that is uh, a first timer and I love doing the research if I don't have the answer and I love responding. I love being a person's you know, resource for anything Medicare. Now, let's be straight, I don't make the rules and rules can change by the moment. <laughs> so I always encourage people to reach out to Social Security when they need to because Social Security will have your specific records and can give you specific information. If you already have Medicare and uh, there's something related to Medicare that you need to talk about, I encourage people to call Medicare directly. What I really enjoy doing is letting you know uh, different forms that are out there, uh, help you with a script like this gentleman who, who called earlier. 
He said, what is an LEP? What is declaration of prior coverage? Which box should I check? So, so rather than sitting and trying to give him a half an hour or 45 minutes explaining what LEP is, I said, let's just call together. And uh, so we called together. He was able to take care of things. And that was really all he wanted. He doesn't necessarily want to become a Medicare expert. He just wants to know, how do I avoid the penalty? So if you or someone you love should get one of these letters, it will be from, again, the Centers uh, for Medicare and Medicaid, but also says Department of Health and Human Services. And it will explain that Medicare records show that you did not have continuous credible drug coverage from the time you left your previous employer until the time that you picked up this Medicare Part D plan. And it doesn't matter if you pick it up as part of a Medicare Advantage plan, you pick it up as a standalone uh, a Medicare RX plan. The key is if you were without this credible drug coverage for 63 days between losing the employer coverage and picking up your Medicare, you may have a penalty of up to 1% of the monthly premium for Part D drug plans, and it will be uh, charged to you. Well, it, what they do is it's 1% of that uh, monthly uh, premium, 1% for every month that you could have had coverage, but you did not. And that penalty will last as long as you have Medicare Part D RX drug coverage. So it's uh, it can start out small, you know, um, uh, but uh, if you delay, you know, a year, two years, three years, I had a, a really good friend of mine and and uh, he was very healthy uh, when he retired. He, he worked till he was 75 and still very healthy. So he decided not to pick up a prescription drug plan. And then I guess when he was about 85, the doctor prescribed a medication and this friend of mine, he calls me from the drugstore. He's like, Martha, I'm down here at the drugstore. And I'm like, yeah. And he said, they want to charge me $75 for a drug, you know, because I don't have drug coverage. And I go, oh, yeah, you, you don't have drug coverage. Remember, he goes, well, I didn't take any medications. He said, well, I guess I'm ready to get the drug coverage now. So he actually had a penalty from 2006 until, until like 2016. Um, uh, like a 10-year period because he did not pick up the drug plan at, uh, you know, when he uh, lost his uh, employer coverage. But it's okay. He understood. He paid uh, the penalty and, and he's still, he's 90-something now and he's, he's still paying it. But these rules and these letters, you know, I, I told this gentleman who called today, I said, thank you so much for opening the mail. Thank you so much for reading it. And thank you so much for calling me. <laughs> it's like, really? He said, people don't open their mail. And I said, no, I get a lot of uh, folks who do not open the mail and they get the mail and they open it and then they don't read it. And then by the time uh, they get a hold of me, uh, they're already being charged the penalty, a late enrollment penalty. And there, there's little that can be done after a specific period of time. So some people, if they catch it early enough, we can do what's called an appeal and we have to send it off to Medicare and it can take them up to three to six months to respond. But there is some uh, relief if it turns out that um, you're within a certain period of time. But if you're beyond that certain period of time, then that's going to be a penalty that you have to pay for life. So that's the late 
enrollment penalty in a nutshell. Uh, it's it, who, who does it apply to? It applies to people who did not pick up a Medicare Part D drug plan at the age of 65 because they were either covered under a spouse's plan that had what we call credible drug coverage or they were still working and they were under their own employer plan which provided credible drug coverage so they were allowed to delay however medicare does not know uh, where you were working medicare does not know if you kept insurance during that time you were working so medicare will will often send this letter and they need the person to sign the letter tell them what dates they had coverage so they can determine if there's a penalty that they'll need to pay or not. And if you just, you know, inadvertently miss <laughs> opening up that mail or reading that letter, uh, then you could be subject to late enrollment penalties for as long as you have Medicare. So let's not do that. So <laughs> make sure you understand what the late enrollment penalty is, how it works. And if you see that letter or you see one for a loved one, please make sure that you respond. And if you need any help with that, remember you can always get a hold of me. Uh, you can text me at 808-230-3379 or you can still use my AOL email. Get Martha at AOL.com. I'm just going to hold on to that to, for as long as I can, even though my children did force me to get a Gmail some time ago. But you can email me at getmartha at AOL.com. Well, it's about time to close out for the day. I want to thank everyone for calling in, texting, uh, you know, letting me go on and on and on. Sometimes I tell people, if you've had enough Medicare, just tell me to stop because I'll just keep talking, talking. <laughs> but anyway, I want to once again, uh, just ask you to uh, please uh, take good care of yourself. Um, uh, I, I wish you as always peace in your heart, peace in your mind, peace in your life. I thank you so much for letting me do what I love and I look forward to being back with you next week. Thanks for listening to a Medicare Moment today with Martha. We hope that today's program has been helpful for you. For more information, please call us at 808-230-3379. That's 808-230-3379. Or email us at getmartha at AOL.com. 